Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of BU with Declan Edwards. You are listening to Season 1, Episode 3 of The Insider Scoop, the series where I interview people who are on their personal development and well-being journey. It's real, it's raw, it's honest first-hand accounts from people who have come through emotional struggle and turmoil and come through emotional suffering and struggling to create a life of thriving. So this might be current members at BU, it might be graduates, it might be our coaches. And actually, that is exactly who we're going to hear from in today's episode. I personally can't believe it's taken us this long to do this interview. I'm so glad we finally got a chance to sit down and connect with Amy Rankin. So Amy is, I mean, incredible to start with, but Amy is our head of coaching and development here at BU. She writes half of the program and runs half the program alongside me. And she has been changing people's lives in such profound and beautiful ways since she came on board with BU as one of our coaches quite a few years ago now. But prior to that, Amy was actually a member of ours. I personally coached Amy uh, for about a year in learning how to improve her emotional well-being, her emotional intelligence, and her personal development. In this episode, Amy opens up a lot about that. She shares the tipping point that led her to start a personal development and well-being journey. She talks very openly about her struggles emotionally and with overwhelm and the steps that have helped her change that. And we dive into some pretty deep conversations around identity. So how different things in our life can change our identity, what that clash feels like, and most importantly, how to begin moving through that change so that you can create a new identity around yourself and really embody it. This is such a beautiful episode and it was such an honor for me to be able to record it. I could not think of a better episode to finish this first season on. So this is the last episode of season one for 2020. We're about to take a two-week break. Now, over that two weeks, feel free to go back and listen to more episodes. Feel free to really deep dive into it and really you know, embody what you've learned. Or if you feel like in that two weeks, you'd like some extra support and extra accountability, don't forget that you can reach out to us at any time as well. Just head to our website, www.bucoaching.org and fill out the application form to find out more about our accelerator program or go to the contact us page to book in a session to chat with either Amy or myself. We'd love to connect with you further from here. But with all that said, you know what? I don't want to hold you guys back any longer. We've been waiting for this episode for far too long. So let's jump straight into it and welcome Amy Rankin to the podcast. We're finally here. Yeah. It's the episode that people have been waiting for. <laughs> They've been begging for this episode <laughs> for far too long. Um, and I'm excited though. It was funny because you actually messaged me yeah. earlier this week and said, hey, at Team Day, why don't we record a podcast for your show? And yeah. I was like, I was going to ask you to a podcast yeah. for my show. So, so random. Fuck, meant to be. We'll just have, it'll be interesting to see how those two episodes are like different. Well, I have something specific that I want you to talk about on mine. 
Yeah, because I heard you talking about it on our PDL tour, Purpose Driven Life tour, mm-hmm. um, the other week, and I was like, oh, my God, and I wrote that down for me to talk about on my podcast, but then I realised that you talk about it way better than me, so why not just get oh, you one? curious, yeah. Yeah. For those listening, make sure you also subscribe to Amy's podcast. <laughs> yeah. Because then if you haven't heard enough of my voice on this podcast, <laughs> you'll now get to hear it on, on her podcast as well, which is, of course, the Nourishing Amy podcast. podcast yep. Um, available everywhere, mm-hmm. just as this one is. Um, I'm really excited to get into it, Steph, because I know a lot of your story and yeah. have been very fortunate enough to be part of your personal development and wellbeing journey in a, in a I realised this morning, in quite a few different roles. Yeah. Like, and I think that's what's been quite exciting for me and that I'm, I'm really looking forward to unpacking today and sharing with the, with the listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also excited because I know a lot of our listeners do know a bit about who you are, but yeah. maybe not the full story mm. or the depth. Yet. You know, they're sort of familiar with you a little bit. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, yeah, we know Amy. There's head of coaching and development at BU and helps run a lot of the programs and runs a lot of the programs. But yeah. who is she? Like, what's what's the story there? Mm-hmm. So rather than me mangle your personal development story, <laughs> yeah. I'd rather just throw it to you yeah. and take us back to, and you know that I'm always fascinated with people's tipping points. Yeah. What's the point where it's like, something has to fucking give yeah take us to that point for you oh it's so weird I was only just thinking about this the other day um I distinctly remember it's like such a strong memory I have in my mind um I try not to get emotional (laughs) um I was with my ex at the time who we were engaged so my ex-fiance and it had been rocky for I mean if I'm going to be honest probably like a few years but I was very unaware. I was repressing (laughs) big time and just kind of was like, no, it's fine. It's fine. Um, and I remember I was walking to my job in Sydney from the train station and I hadn't seen him. He hadn't come home for a few days. Um, for those of you that don't really know my backstory with that relationship, there was a lot of like drug abuse and stuff like that involved. And, um, there was regular instances where he would just turn off his phone and go like, not, I wouldn't hear from him for like three or four days at a time, but this was a weekday. So it was a bit out of the ordinary. And I rang my sister as I was walking in to go into work. And I was so upset that I couldn't even walk into the office because I was so embarrassed. Like my face was red and blotchy. And I said to her, like, I feel like that was my tipping point of, I think I realize that I don't want to be in this relationship anymore. Um, but it was like the first time I'd actually really properly admitted it. Um, and I didn't actually know what to do about it either. So that was definitely my tipping point of like, something's got to give. But then I was also so scared to actually make any change in my life. Not even like just with the relationship, but also I think subconsciously I realized that that meant I was going to have to do a lot of work on myself. Um, and that scared me too. So that was definitely my tipping point. And so take us from there. So you reach this point of decision. Yeah. And I'm a huge believer that decisions really are made when we take the first action. Towards yeah, totally. Not when we have the realisation. Yeah. Right? So we have this big realisation. You mm-hmm. could have just as easily been like, oh, we'll just get through and see how we go and yep. come home from work and go back into repression. I mean, I still did that for a few weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was just a conversation that I'd had with my sister. and But, yeah, exactly like you said, I kind of – I felt like I wasn't ready to – 
make change. Although now after all of the different self-development work I've done, I know that like, when are we ever going to feel ready? Like it's a big, huge life change. Of course I wasn't going to feel ready. Um, so the minute that I decided to take action, I knew deep down that I wanted to do something. So a few weeks later, I decided to pack my things and I went back to mum and dad's. So that was like immediate personal change for me. Um, and then went through quite a few weeks of realizing that I actually didn't know who I was, um, and felt really lost because we'd been together for 14 years. So, so much of my life before that was based around our relationship and us two together. We'd been together since we were 15 years old. So, um, that was like a lot of my identity period and figuring out who I was as a person. And we had very like similar friends and common interests and stuff like that. So that was hard. And I had been seeing a psychologist actually. Um, and I'd had a few sessions and I just kind of felt like, I felt like she understands what I'm thinking and what I'm going through, but I also didn't feel like I was actually getting anywhere. Like I was like, okay, I'm having these conversations and it's good because I feel like I can talk about how I feel, but I also didn't feel like I was getting anywhere. And then I saw a post on Instagram from a friend of a friend who so randomly was one of your clients at the time. And she did this really big post and was talking about how coaching had absolutely changed her life, changed her perspective and really increased her self-confidence. And as soon as I read that, I thought that exactly explains what I feel like I'm missing within myself. I don't feel confident in myself. I don't feel like I even know what that looks like. I don't know who I am. Um, like I, I feel like I was just so lost. And so I messaged you. <laughs> and it's funny you talk about the memories or moments. Yeah. Right? And we talk a lot about this on the podcast. As you listen for a long time, we know that I do think it's the decisions that we make in our life and the actions we take that sort of add up over time to really direct where we end up in life. Yeah. And you always know, spoke about having that really vivid memory yeah. of you know, being at work and, and having that conversation with your sister. Mm. As you were sharing that, I was like, yeah, I have such a vivid memory of being on the very first phone call with you. Yeah. I was in my mum's backyard <laughs> at her house yeah. because we'd organised the call. Or, you know, you messaged me. I was like, I can jump on a call. It was basically straight away. Yeah. Memory. Yeah. Um, and I was visiting my mum at the time. So I just went out to the backyard and I was just walking in circles on the lawn. And being like, man, like, there's a great connection here. Like, I do feel like this is a, a really good fit. Yeah. And we were such early stages at BU then. I think we'd just become BU. Yep. Like we were really early in, in this company, in this movement. And you know, obviously from there, enrolling in the program, we go through that process together. Mm. And I mean, I'm curious from your perspective, I know I saw a lot of change in you. And I still see a lot of change and a lot of growth in you. Yeah. Talk me through that process for you, like mm. that initial starting point of, again, reaching that tipping point of, so first tipping point is something needs to change. Yeah. The next tipping point is I can't do this on my own. Yeah. And so to reach out and ask for help is yeah. a lot of people get stuck between those two. They're like, yeah. okay, I know something's going to give. Fuck it, I don't need help. Yeah. So you made that next sort of step. Run mm -hmm. through what then happens. Um, <laughs> my next vivid memory was having that conversation with you on the phone. And I remember you said to me, so how can you explain how you feel? Yeah. Um, and I said, well, I can't really because I don't know. But the best way that I can explain it is I feel like I've lost my sparkle. And I feel like I could recognize like a few years beforehand, I was very outgoing, um, 
I would say generally a pretty happy person, um, pretty extroverted, willing to talk to anyone, make make friends really easily. And I, I could see that that had started to change over a few years and that that kind of that I've lost my sparkle was really the best way that I could explain it. But I remember that you kind of laughed when I said that because you were like, <laughs> okay, like no one's actually really explained it like that before. But it was really nice. You said, um, I think I understand what you're saying and I can help you. Mm-hmm. And that one sentence, I can help you, was really life-changing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's, that was all the confirmation that I needed really. Um, I was a bit nervous about finances at the time, um, but I had spoken with, so I, but because there'd been months that had gone past since my ex and I had broken up. So um, I have a new partner who's my current partner now and I'd spoken to him um, because we'd spoken and I said, all right, well, I need to talk to Aaron first before I make any big decisions because we were planning on going to America. Um, and so I chatted with Aaron and he was like, you know what? if this is going to help you to create that confidence and to find who you are again, um, I don't think that you can put money on that. Like, I don't think that you can put a value on that at all. And if this is something that you want to do, we will make it work. So it was really beautiful to have that support from him as well. And it really just cemented in my mind. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm more important than a trip to America than drinking with my friends on the weekend, like all of that kind of stuff. And, um, yeah, I just feel like all the stars just really felt like they were kind of starting to align. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, so I decided to take the leap. And it was really cool because it was six months until we were going to be going to America. And the program that we were running at the time was six months. And so you had said, this is so cool. Like, yeah. you're going to be such a different person when you go to America. And that, I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds cool. Like, I'm really looking forward to this trip. So how good would it be if I'm confident and back to that happy person and I feel like I've got my sparkle again? Yeah. And I love that because I've seen that so much in your story of almost when there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. Right? Like, because you could have just as easily been like, oh, it's not the right time, we're saving for a holiday. Yeah. We'll do it after I get back from America. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, any of these other reasons. Yeah. And I've always, I respect you, but I respect a lot of our members as well, the people who get to that point where they're like, hang on, my happiness and my well-being yeah. is worth more than any of this other stuff. Yeah. And I can find a way to make it work. Mm-hmm. I can relate to that. The people listening to this show would know, you know, I first started with my first coach when I was like 17, 18 years old. Yeah. Eating $10 an hour. Yeah. You know, making pizza at Pizza Hut. Yeah. And I was saving for a car. Instead of getting my car, I got a coach. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's almost that matter of like, again, it's never about a lack of, uh, it's a great Tony Robbins quote, it's never a lack of resources, it's a lack of resourcefulness. Yeah. If you want it bad enough, you find a way. Yeah. And you make it work. Yeah. And I don't think that just comes through in your personal story, obviously starting with self and filling your cup and doing mm. the program for your own well-being. Mm. I think I saw that a lot when we did ask you to come on board as a coach. Yeah. You know, at the time you were juggling a corporate job in Sydney, you were yeah. commuting, you, mm-hmm. you know, the hours were insane and yeah. you just kept going through it yeah. because you wanted to make it work. Yeah. Talk us through that point because I do see your story sort of like this, it, it's captured an individual. We obviously talk a lot about the three steps to a fulfilling life with the first one being self-care and well-being, fill your cup. Mm-hmm. Then it's grow your cup, like yeah. personal development. Mm-hmm. And then it's contribute, give back and help others. And yeah. obviously the tipping point to contribute for you was entering the coaching industry and yeah. doing your qualifications. Yeah. And we did a lot of work to get you there, but talk mm. me through 
that way, because that, that's probably my next really vivid memory in our relationship. Is yeah. Mary with a surf house. Yeah. Invite you up, run me through that. Um, so I was just so amazed at the awareness and understanding that you had helped me to gain from all of the different tools and stuff that you had taught me. And I just, I just felt like I understood me as a person and why things made me feel good, why things made me feel bad, why I was maybe feeling flat if I was having an off day. And I knew that I felt so empowered to then have the tools to be able to work through all of that stuff as well, which is something that I had never experienced. It was just kind of like, all right, well, if I feel anxious, I feel anxious. Like that's just it. And I would just kind of have to wait for it to pass. Mm -hmm. And because I'd never experienced that before, once it had gotten towards the end of our sessions, I was kind of like, there has to be more to life than working in a corporate role. Like I just can't see myself working nine till five, commuting to Sydney every day for the rest of my life and really not giving back to other people's lives. And I felt the change in my life. And I kind of just thought, I want to be able to help people with this. I want to help other people feel like this as well and give them the tools, help them to learn and help them to implement. And because at the end of the day, they're changing their lives. Um, but to be able to help facilitate that and teach that, I thought would just be the most amazing thing ever. Yeah, I think that was the sort of, I still remember obviously our co-founder at the time, Jordan, who's, who's now a successful exit from the company. Um, I remember seeing that as I being like, I think I'll be our first coach. <laughs> and he's like, what do you mean? I was like, Girl, Amy, that I'm coaching. You know, this is, I just see something, you know, there's just potential there. Yeah. So I can't even explain it yet. You know, we'd never hired someone yet. So we're like, what does this even look like? Yeah. <laughs> I remember at the time, one of our business coaches said that you know you're onto a winner when you try and convince them not to be part of it. <laughs> all the terrible things. Yeah. And obviously, we knew that one of your driving psychological needs was certainty. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember inviting you in and being like, this is so uncertain. Yeah. <laughs> there is no certainty here, and there never will be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And still you decided to stay. And yeah. I'm really grateful for that. Yeah. And I've seen so much change in you. And I think, again, if we highlight for the people listening, obviously a lot in coaching we talk about changing beliefs. We talk about identifying values and living in alignment with them. We talk about identity and yeah. identity shifts. Yeah. And I know that some of the biggest steps I've seen you take forward have been in shifting identity. Yeah. So obviously a lot in the first one you mentioned losing that identity when you left that relationship. Mm. I then saw another identity shift when you did start stepping into coaching. Yeah. Talk us through that as a shift because that's huge for people. Um, I kind of feel like I'm still also going through that mm. as well. Like um, I can definitely see specific points where it's been a big shift, but I think just um, being okay with letting go of the idea that I didn't have to work nine till five and I didn't have to stay in a corporate role, I think, um, you know, my dad's just done that for his whole life and that's, you know, it wasn't really ever pushed on me but because I'd grown up like that, it was just kind of like, okay, cool, that's what I'm doing too. Like I'll find a corporate job I like. Um, and so to kind of get used to the idea that life could look different was a bit weird. Um, and, but then also to feel confident enough to gain clients and to feel like I was confident in myself that I could help them and that I could teach them and stuff like that in itself was definitely um, an identity shift mm -hmm. for me. And I've definitely felt like I, you and I have done a lot of work in, you know, cementing that for me and creating that confidence 
So I guess for anybody listening, if there's anything that you don't feel confident in, there's a pretty good chance that there's something within your identity that could be changing at the moment. And it doesn't mean that you're going to feel uncomfortable about it for the rest of your life. It just means there's different tools that you could be adding in at the moment to help really cement that confidence and that empowerment that you actually can do what you want to do and you actually can move towards the change that you're moving towards and feel confident about it too. Have you had any pinch me moments in that sort of space? So obviously the moments where you're like, holy shit, I, I once dreamt of this. Yeah. And here I am. And it's always funny because I ask people about this and people think the pinch me moments are normally these giant moments i've found for me that only these little small ones that yeah just go past yeah um, have you had any sort of jump at you um there's a few that come to mind i think just really beautiful moments with my clients in mm. sessions like sometimes you know i'll help them work through a limiting belief that they may have held for like 15 or 20 years yeah. and that's really beautiful to know that i am helping them to feel better within themselves and to work through shit that they've been holding on to that they didn't even realize that they were holding on to. Um, there's also been a lot of trauma that I've worked through with my clients, which is really beautiful. Um, and I also remember, so I ran my first solo workshop this year in January and um, Aaron came along with me and it was so funny. Like, so for anyone that doesn't know Aaron, he's not really in the like self-development space really himself, but he hears me talk about everything all the time. And he's still learning. He's I'm learning. He's yeah. accidentally yeah. <laughs> And Aaron, if you listen to this, we know that you're growing and we're proud of you. <laughs> um, but so he had decided, no, I'll come along. I'll give you a hand, like, you know, and just help you out. It's your first one. So I was like, okay, cool. So he'd come along and God bless him. He stayed for the whole time. It was like three and a half hours because we did a Pilates session at the start. And I had about halfway through, we did a really beautiful meditation and it was really helping all of the participants to feel into like what their goals were for the for the year of 2020 and what that felt like for them, why that was important. And so they were all meditating. I had my meditation music on and I remember I just like looked over at Aaron and he was just like he big smile on his face, like two thumbs up, like, yeah, like you're doing this. And I was just like, holy shit. I can't believe that like I've gone from being even just like less than a year before that so nervous about speaking with you for like five or 10 minutes. And I was so petrified and so frustrated at myself because I really felt like I stuffed that up and I am a bit of a perfectionist. So wasn't very proud of myself or happy of myself with that. But then to notice that difference, that was definitely a huge pinch me moment. And again, just a sign that we really can be working on our identity and feeling confident. Yeah. And also that change can be messy as yes. well, right? Like I think, again, that's something that I have seen really shine through in, in you and your approach to coaching and, and what you bring to you know, your members and, and to the program as a whole here at BU is this real beautiful sense of vulnerability and transparency and going, hey, I'm still human. Like, yeah. I still have my days. I mm -hmm. still have my moments. I want to highlight that for those listening. Like, obviously, we looked a bit at the start of your journey, you know, best described as I've lost my sparkle. Yeah. I think it would be a disservice people for them to leave this episode assuming that you always have your sparkle. Oh. Right? And that's just not how it is. But no. so often people make that mistake. Yeah. So if the difference isn't going from not having a sparkle to suddenly having a sparkle all the time, yeah. what is the difference for you? Like where you are now compared to where you were then? Yeah. Why does the difference matter? The difference is that I notice how I feel. Mm -hmm. So I like I mentioned before, 
I wouldn't really know that I felt anxious or I would know it was there, but wouldn't know how to work through it. And so I would just feel anxious. I'd be like, oh, fuck, my anxiety's back. And I'd just be anxious for like two or three weeks after that and not know what to do with it. The difference is now I notice if I if my anxious feelings are coming up. So I've worked on the actual labels of feelings and noticing that it's just a feeling. It's not actually mine. Um, and also being aware of the triggers mm. that lead me to get there. So whether it's that I have filled up my calendar too much and I feel overwhelmed um, and then noticing the feeling when it's there. And I do still do repression pretty well. Um, but, many yeah. <laughs> it, right? um, but the biggest difference is that I notice it and I pick myself up on it. And what may have been a feeling that lasted for like two or three weeks mm. is now a feeling that I can pick up and notice Generally within, I like to say about like an hour or two, mm. I'll still sit in it for a yeah. bit, but then I'll really quickly pick myself up and be like, hang on a second, mm. what have I done to get myself here? But also if I notice I'm feeling a bit anxious or I'm feeling overwhelmed and stressed, how would I like to feel today and what can I put in place right now mm. to help me to get there? And that might mean that if I've organized to go and have lunch with my friends in between coaching clients, that I just give, send them a quick message and say, look, I'm I'm really sorry, but I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed today. Let's reschedule lunch. Like, you know, just putting things into place and recognizing what is going to help me to feel better and taking responsibility for that. At a risk of being cheeky, it sounds like your approach to your emotional well-being has become a lot more proactive and practical. <laughs> oh. You say you're also having more fun with this. <laughs> oh, I am the BU protege. <laughs> <laughs> for those uh, listening on me, Proactive, practical, and fun are our three values at BU that sort of dictate and direct how we approach um, everything we do. And, and we really came up with those three because they weren't being done well yeah. in the mental health industry or emotional well-being. Yeah. And traditionally, as an industry, it's very reactive, yeah. very wishy-washy if yeah. you look at the coaching space and um, quite frankly a bit boring. So yeah. it's, uh, it's actually quite funny hearing... Yeah, you literally are like a microcosm, like everything. <laughs> but I feel like my practical, like, mm. you know, working through those feelings, they're still big feelings and yeah. they're still hard to work through. Like literally sometimes my practical of like how do I get through this will be I'm standing in the middle of my kitchen bawling my eyes out for like a few minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, oh, okay, I feel a bit better now. Now what can I do? You yes. know, I still have those that breakdown moments. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. all of that stuff still happens to me. And it's funny, like you said, people think like, oh, you're a coach. You must feel great all the time. Like the guys at my old job in Sydney uh, used to say that. And I'm like, oh, my God, if only you knew. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But again, I think that's the beauty of it, right, is yeah. coming back to that sense of humanity. Yeah. Being like, hey, this isn't about being perfect. It's just about having more. And even if you just look at it, for those listening, think of that emotional freedom mm. from going from something can just blindside you emotionally. Yeah. And then you're out for two to three weeks mm -hmm. compared to, I mean, I still get blindsided. Yeah. But as you said, we get blindsided and it's like two to three hours. Yeah. Even how much of your life you're reclaiming mm. just from going from two to three weeks to two to three hours yeah. to deal with the feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the most exciting part about what we do mm. and what I'm proud to see you doing, not yeah. only consistently in your own life but now helping other people with it too, yeah. is helping them get that, the right tools and the right techniques and obviously connecting with the right tribe and with yourself to get that breathing room, to get that space, mm. to learn how to navigate that stuff, not to be perfect or yeah. to be on all the time, yeah. but just have a bit more freedom around it. Yeah. But maybe a bit more you know, control around it too, like actually understanding what's yeah. going on. Yeah. Mm. Well, speaking of, 
control <laughs> and certainty and uncertainty. <laughs> yes. And knowing that one of your core driving needs is certainty. And <laughs> yes. I still have fun prodding that every so often. Oh, I know. Like, can I just throw some variety at you? And I know that you're doing it too, but it still makes me feel so uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> what we're going to do, I'm going to give you a moment to prepare yourself mentally and collect yourself. Okay. When we come back, we're going to take a quick break now and hear from one of our sponsors. And then when we come back, we're going to choose five random questions from the magic book of random questions. <laughs> okay. This episode of the show is brought to you by our good friends at Monkey Brew Coffee. Now, if you're a coffee drinker, you'll know that it is one of the best things to look forward to in the morning, just that time to sit down and have a mindful cup of coffee to kickstart your day and get some energy into you. But if you're like me and you're also focused on, well, how can I make a difference that's bigger than myself? How can I help the world? How can I help the environment? Let me promise you that you're going to love these guys at Monkey Brew because they're going to help you do both of those things. So Monkey Brew is an environmentally focused coffee company that's trying to make the planet a better place for everyone. And they do this by providing high quality, specially roasted coffee beans that use sustainable practices and they donate 50% of their profits to causes that help the environment or help those who have been affected by environmental disasters. So at the moment, for example, they're donating 50% of their profits to fire relief in Australia and to rehabilitation efforts. You can find out more at monkeybrew.org and I highly encourage you to jump on there and order your first pack from them. These guys are amazing. I actually bought this as a uh, gift for our creative director and he is an avid coffee drinker and he messaged me and said that he loves it and he's a huge fan not only of what the company's doing but of course of the taste of their coffee as well. So if you want to start your day with a delicious cup of coffee that perks up your energy, and feel good about doing it because you know that you're making a positive difference in the world at the same time, make sure you head on over to our friends at monkeybrew.org. Okay. You know what? I think this is quite a momentous occasion. <laughs> Anytime I'm being out of a zone doing something uncertain, it's a momentous occasion. So we might do a little drum roll for this one. Okay. So, very dramatic. In this hot little book, in mm-hmm. my hot little hands, no, I have 25 random questions. Okay. Some are very deep and meaningful, and some are not at all. Okay. You can choose five, and we're going to go with first thoughts that come to mind for the answer. Uh huh. So, what is your first number? Two. Two. What's one of your guilty pleasure songs? Ah. Um. Oh, I don't know if I'd call it a guilty pleasure song, but I really love the movie Trolls, which I know you haven't watched yet. Yes. Um, but Princess Poppy is one of the trolls. This is the best outcome <laughs> I could have hoped for. Please do tell us more. Um, and she sings this song. Actually, I find it very related to life and coaching. This is why I like it so much. Um, it's called Get Back Up Again. And so she's like going through this forest and it's a very upbeat song, but it's about like, I'm not giving up today. There's nothing going to get in my way. If you knock me over, I'll get back up again. It's a very catchy hilarious. song. Yes. Would I recognize it more? No, I'm not singing. Sung- <laughs> <laughs> so maybe, maybe that's a bit of a guilty song because it's on my favorites playlist, but I'm like, it's from Trolls. <laughs> I love it. Is Justin Timberlake in Trolls? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's well, good. Then, no. 
Watch Everyone it. go watch it. It's a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's your second number? Um, eleven. Eleven. If you could be any animal, what animal would you be, and why? Oh, like I feel like when I was young, I would have said a dolphin because mm. I love the ocean. Because I have sex for fun. Oh, okay. And one of the only other animals that do that. Okay. Fun facts for those listening. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm really scared of sharks. Oh, yeah. So I don't know if I'd be a dolphin. Dolphins up sharks, I'm pretty sure. Do they? I'm pretty sure. Do- I'm going to get this fact checked. All right. I mean, I maybe I'll be a dolphin. kill sharks. Second choice would be a dog, specifically mum and dad's dog, Bailey, because yeah. he's looked after like a king. Yeah. <laughs> uh, third number. Um, 20. 20. 20 years. Who is someone who inspires you? My mum. Hmm. That's like a pretty standard answer. Why? Um, as I'm getting older, I feel like I see so much of her in me, in the stuff that I do, and I now realise how selfless she was and still is. Um, and has been for my whole entire life and how she is just so willing um, to think about everyone else and, you know, like put herself first but also notice when she was maybe overwhelming herself a little bit as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But she's just so thoughtful and kind and giving to everyone. I feel like it's a really standard answer for a mum but um, I really feel like she's helped to shape me into the person that I am and, like I said, I notice different things like my sister will be like oh lee like that's such a lee thing to do or say um so yeah i feel like that's a good answer for that one well if you're listening to this episode at some point she probably will shout out to mama rankin yeah (laughs) uh, does she ever get called mama rankin or is this something that i'm just starting now um yeah no the girls call her really random names a lot of the time well mama rankin shout out to you (laughs) uh what's your second last number that you're choosing number one number one yeah Favourite movie and why? I feel like it's going to be Trolls. (laughs) Why are you choosing this? Oh, look, yeah, like I do like Trolls, but I've got – there's a few. But Uh, I think 10 Things I Hate About You is just such a classic. Is this the Heath Ledger? Yes. Isn't it? Yeah. And it is a Shakespeare – like, yeah. Movie. Well, see, I left school after year ten, so I didn't do a lot of Shakespeare at school. But it is. I hate about you as a school thing. Yeah, it's like a rip off of one of his okay. things. But I'm gonna sound kind of dumb now because I don't know which one it is. <laughs> I'm gonna guess. Is it the Taming of the Shrew? I was gonna say, I'm gonna guess Taming of the Shrew. Yeah, because they actually read that book in one of their English classes at the start, uh, and so I think it's like yeah. But I would say that's got to be one of my all-time faves. She's the man is also a Shakespeare play. Oh, with Amanda Bynes in it. Okay, I didn't know that. Again, I'm gonna get this. Back. Yeah, maybe I'm just talking shit today. Like dolphins <laughs> kill sharks. And she's the man is Shakespeare. Maybe I just like that movie. Yeah. No, I swear it is. If you're listening to this, can you please send us an email or a social media message? Yeah. Um, either Amy or I, letting us know whether She's the Man is based on Shakespeare. That would be super random, but yeah, message me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, what is your last question? Um, 18. 18. Oh, this is a contentious one. Oh, dear. Do you feel overall that technology is good or bad for humanity? Oh, I was only just talking about this the other day with a client. Um, I think it's good. I think as with anything, we have strengths and limitations, Mm -hmm. like literally with everything in life, Mm -hmm. with our feelings, with who we are as a person, like everything. Um, I think 
that there's massive strengths to technology and I don't think we would be where we are today, even like just medically, mm. scientifically, without technology. But I can also see the limitations of, you know, decreasing things like our social lives and communication and all of that kind of stuff. Um, but then there's the opposite side of that, that it helps to improve communication and connection and stuff. Mm. So I think it just depends how you use it and how you utilize it and how it plays an impact in your life. Yeah. Um, I also don't really want robots to take over like that Will Smith movie. So Oh, iRobot? Yeah. Sunny? Yeah, that makes me a bit nervous. Mm. Yeah. And like Cloudy it's... with a Chance of Meatballs. Have you seen that? No. Oh, Declan. How did you go from iRobot to Cloudy with a Chance of Well, because Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs is technology as well. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't realise that. I thought mm. it was just some weird weather events that no. dropped food from the sky. No, it's about technology and yeah. the technology dropping the food. I'm a huge sky. believer. I was at a conference last year and they said something with technology. They said it comes down to whether you're using the technology or the technology is using you. Yeah, totally. As soon as it's using you, yeah. it's probably a problem. Yeah. Whereas if, if we're using it to do great things, mm -hmm. And I think like social media gets such a bad rap these yeah. days, but I have just done a cull. And for mm -hmm. those of our clients that were on the comparison webinar the other day, yes. there was a few of our clients that had said the same thing. They like the day before or the week before had just done a big cull mm -hmm. and they basically were like, does this person make me feel good if they don't? I'm getting rid of them. Karen, come on. They did that off the back of your, you ran a boundaries and self-care webinar. Yeah. And I know a lot of our members were on. And that yeah. was one of the techniques that yeah. obviously you guys spoke about was yeah. being very conscious around boundaries around social yeah. media. Yeah. And so there was a few people that I noticed, like I didn't necessarily want to delete them as a friend, mm -hmm. but their stuff wasn't inspiring me or pushing me to be a better person mm. so we have the ability to mute mm. stories or mm. feed or both mm. um, and so I just went through and muted a whole heap of stuff that I noticed was coming up because the algorithm had just noticed I was clicking on stuff sometimes um, and just in the last week oh my gosh I am so inspired and so motivated because it's just refreshed my whole algorithm and now I'm seeing really motivational stuff like a lot of quotes and like just accounts that are, are really making me feel good and inspiring me to be a better human basically. So I think, yeah, it, it can be harmful, but like you said, if we're making it work for us, then it can also be really beneficial. 100%. Mm. And speaking of great people to follow on social media, yeah. uh, if our listeners <laughs> Uh, did want to add you to that list for themselves, mm -hmm. where can they connect with you? Um, well, over on the BU Instagram page, of course, because I do run that majority. Um, so BU underscore coaching is our Instagram. Um, but also I have my personal Instagram, which is Amy underscore Rankin. Amy is spelled with an I. Um, I think that's it. And then the podcast. Yeah, yeah. obviously Nourishing Amy podcast. And yeah. We'll put links for all those in the show notes. Yeah. Um, and obviously as well, they can always reach out to you via the website too. Yeah. Uh, booking a, a connection call with you. We'll put a link to that. So, guys, if you've listened to this at all and really resonated with Amy's story, you're like, man, I just want to connect with her and give her a perspective on some things, uh, I'll put a link directly to your calendar as well in there yeah. so people can just jump on the phone with you. Yeah, or just, like, send me a message on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I get so many people messaging me on Instagram. So if you want to reach out and just say, hey, yeah. um, or if there is anything that you want to talk about or you're struggling with, I put Instagram question bubbles on my stories pretty regularly to answer different people's questions on my podcast. Yeah. So, yeah, if there's anything that you anonymously want to ask, mm -hmm. go for it, and I can help with that too. Perfect. I love it. Thank you again for staying back on team day yeah. on, a, on a rainy Friday. And um, yeah, having, I'm really grateful for this opportunity to, to connect like this outside yeah. of, you know, 
work per se yeah. and just have these conversations and just share them with our listeners. Yeah. And I know they'll have got a lot out of it as well. Yeah. Thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs>what an incredible episode like as i said at the start i was so grateful to be able to have that time to connect with amy on a really deep and personal level and for her to share some of her story now if you resonated with amy don't forget that you can connect with her even further from here in so many ways first and foremost subscribe to her podcast the nourishing amy podcast it is incredible She puts out such great episodes that are so raw and honest and real and just really down to earth. Like you can actually really deeply connect with them. Um, I'm also honored to say that I have been a guest on her show as well. So you can listen to another episode of Amy and I talking, but with the roles reversed where Amy actually interviews me um, and puts me on the other side of the mic for a change. Make sure you do subscribe to Nourishing Amy podcast anywhere you get your podcasts from. And of course, connect with Amy on social media. So go to Instagram, go to Facebook. Uh, I believe on Facebook, it is Amy Rankin, a wellbeing coach. You'll be able to find her there. And if you go through Instagram, if Instagram is your platform of choice, it is Amy. Now remember that's with an I, so A-M-I underscore Rankin. She puts out great content on both platforms. She's absolutely amazing. And of course, if you're listening to this and you're like, man, I really resonate with Amy. I want to learn more from her. I want to find out more about coaching with her don't forget she writes half of our accelerator program and runs half of it alongside me and she does take one-on-one clients she's been absolutely changing people's lives so again if you want to find out more about that make sure you go to our website www.bucoaching.org you fill out the application form to find out more about the accelerator program and see if it's the right fit for you and we can organize your next steps together from there but Until the next time we talk, which remember is three weeks away, this is the end of season one for 2020. Take those two weeks to really embody everything you've learned, to revisit it, to ask questions, to connect with us further. And in three weeks time when we come back, we're going to be kicking off season two. And my God, let me promise you, there are some amazing guests coming on for season two. I'm so pumped about it. I cannot wait for you guys to hear it. And in the meantime, make an impact, start with self and be you.